From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Dr. Shelton Smith, and this is Making a Difference. And every day when I come to this microphone, it is our desire to do everything we can, giving you the Word of God, doing what we can to explain every blessed truth that God's given us, so that indeed the Lord will have the opportunity to make a difference in your life and my life with all of us. We believe making a difference is possible through the Lord Jesus and through the Word of God. So we're excited to have you along with us today. This is the midweek, and I want to encourage you to make your way to the house of God tonight, be in a good church, get in on what the Lord can provide for you through your local church. Let's look today at uh, a subject that will, I think, maybe be of some interest and help to those of you who want to help others who do not know the Savior. We've had several days here where we've talked about why men reject the Savior. And a lot of people do reject the Savior. And I laid out a number of issues that I believe are germane to their argument why they just simply cannot sign on. Now, what should you and I do? Can we be helpful to them? I mean, some people are not following the Savior. They're not coming to Christ because they've not had somebody who would love them, somebody who would be patient with them, somebody who would talk to them and give them information that perhaps they have never had before. Some people have been given information and they just decided to set it aside because of other things that had been put in their minds. Well, we have to keep on. We have to continue. We have to let them know that it is important, it is a major issue, and it is something that we're willing to invest in them to try to help them to see what they need to see. Now, remember, the Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 11, that Jesus came into his own, and his own received him not. So even the Lord Jesus met people, people of his own country, people of his own race, people who grew up around him, even members of his own family, I suppose, who did not pay attention to him. They did not receive him as the Messiah, the Christ, the Savior. So the Lord Jesus had that issue as well. So if you study the book of Acts, you'll find the early church, including the great Simon Peter and the Apostle Paul and others, you'll find that they also, in presenting the gospel, presenting the truths of God, had people who refused to listen to them. They refused the message of the Savior. And so we really need to know that this is pretty normal stuff that happens in our world. But like the Apostle Paul, like Simon Peter, like the Lord Jesus himself, we're not throwing people away. We're not throwing them under the bus, so to speak, simply because they say no the first time we talk to them. Instead, we want to exercise patience and do what we can to make the message clear and to show courtesy to them in the process. The Bible says that there are some who will say, well, where's the promise of his coming? And they'll be like scoffers in the last day, walking after their own lust. That's in 2 Peter chapter 3. We know all of that to be true. It does happen, and it happens almost every day of the world with many of us who try to be a witness. Now, the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15, that you and I should sanctify the Lord God in our hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. So when people have questions, when they present an inquiry, you and I should be prepared to talk to them about that. Now, the fact of the matter is a lot of people do not ask. They simply are out on their own 
doing whatever it is that they want to do. And in the process of this kind of scenario where people reject the Savior, but you and I are out on the Savior's business, we have to ask the question, what can we do to help these folks who are turning the Savior aside? Well, first of all, I want to suggest to you the great truth that is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58. That passage says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. That needs to be the watchword that all of us live by. And that being steadfast, it means that we just get ourselves positioned right and we stick right there. In other words, you and I need to be steady in our walk. We need to be steady in our work. We just need to be steady characters every step of the way. And when people say things, maybe even ugly, abusive things to us when we try to witness to them, you and I should never react negatively to that. Instead, we need to react with a loving tone in our voice. We need to react with the right heart and the right spirit that reflects the truth of the Lord as it is lived in us. So we can be steady. That we can do. And being steady, we will have the privilege to lead some of these folks to the Savior. A second thing that I want to suggest to you, and I believe very strongly, the Bible tells us that we ought to preach the Word of God. Now, those of you that have been with me here for a while on the broadcast, you know that I try to speak very plainly. I try to speak very directly about things so that the truth is open, so that it's opened up for understanding, and we don't bypass anything. We're going to talk about the things that people need to hear. I do that before live audiences uh, in public settings where I'm preaching in churches across the nation. I did that when I was pastor for a lot of years. And so all of this, we understand, is the message that the Lord has for us to give, and you and I are entrusted with the responsibility to preach that word. The Bible says it's the foolishness of preaching that will save them that believe. You say foolishness? Well, the Lord said a lot of folks would view it that way, and you and I should not be intimidated because somebody says, I don't want to hear preaching. Well, preaching is what they need to hear, and when we're giving out the Word of God, listen, we are doing what they need to have before them. That's what they need to hear, and you and I have the privilege to give out that message. And that's why, just over and over and over again, I tell you, I tell every single person that I possibly can, Jesus died on the cross. He arose from the dead paid the sin debt that all of us owe and purchased salvation for us that we can have if we'll put our faith and trust in him. And so you and I have every reason to go about our business openly declaring the word of God, whether it's one-on-one -on -one as we witness to an individual or whether it's one of us standing at a microphone preaching to a crowd or doing as I'm doing here on these many stations that I'm on today. I want you to know preaching is a part of God's plan and you and I ought to do things the way God wants it done. A third thing that I want to suggest to you here, again, that is really a very biblical concept, is that we get ourselves engaged in a local church. None of us can do playing the lone wolf. I mean, we're just one little guy out here doing our little thing in whatever way we can do it. I'm telling you, if you do not get yourself connected with others of God's people, you're not going to amount to much in God's work. We are dependent upon each other, and we need in a very, very definite way to get ourselves lined up in a local church where we can be a part of that ministry. Now, 
I'm grateful for our ministry here at the Sword of the Lord, which is a worldwide ministry. I'm grateful for our Making a Difference broadcast, which is broadcast worldwide. I'm grateful for that. But you know what happens when Sunday comes? I go to church. You know what happens when Wednesday night rolls around? I go to church. And not only that, but I do my best to be as engaged in my local church, going soul winning, doing other things that I can do to be a part of the ministry of the church where I'm a member. That is a part of God's plan, that we be in a local church. We're stronger when we work together with others of God's people of like mind, like faith, preaching the same truths, doing what we can to be a part of that local church. That helps us to impact our town. You may be in a small town, a village. You may be in a large city somewhere. You and I will do much, much better if we work together with our local church. I want to suggest a fourth thing here that I believe will help us to make an impact on people who reject the Savior, and that is the stand that we take. Now, I know there are a lot of Christians, in fact, a lot of denominations that have taken the approach that, man, we're going to go soft on everything. We're not going to take a strong stand on anything. And they think somehow that if they go soft and really let folks just be whatever worldly character that they want to be and never say anything to the contrary, they seem to have the idea that if they just go soft on things, that the world will listen a little better. I believe they are totally mistaken about that. It's not the soft approach that will get the job done. Now, I'm not talking about being harsh when I talk about taking a stand. I'm not talking about being uncouth. I'm not talking about being angry. I'm not talking about doing ugly things to people or speaking ugly to them. None of that. I'm not talking about that at all. But I am talking about taking a firm stand. Taking a stand on every issue of the day where sin is involved, nail it, let it be known that it's sin, take the kind of stand that we need to take on everything from abortion to alcohol and on down the line, all of those things we need to stand up and stand up tall. You say, well, there are people on the other side of the fence. They believe other things, and they believe things that they want to be involved in. I know, but you and I, because we have the Bible, we have the truth. And when we make our case based upon the truth of God's Word, we're on solid ground. And ultimately, people, many people, will come to appreciate the fact that we didn't just invent something like so many of the liberals have done, but instead we have decided that we're going to camp right solidly on the truth of the Word of God and make our stand there. We may turn some folks off by our stand, but I'm telling you, they're already turned off. And we simply need to know that we cannot get much done if we do not stand up to be counted. We make a strong stand about the Bible. We believe the Bible is the inerrant, inspired, infallible Word of God. And so we make the case on all of these issues in our society based upon the principles we find in the Word of God. Let me suggest another thing. And I'll just use the word position here. If you have a position, whatever that may be, in my case, uh, I'm the president and editor of the Sword of the Lord ministry here, and we publish things worldwide, and uh, I'm grateful for that position. I have that position, and I have the privilege thus to be here on this radio station, and I want to make my position count for the Lord, for the Word of God, 
And so it's not my place to just come on and soft soap everything. It's my place to use my position as strongly as I possibly can to make the case that the Lord himself would make if he were standing here at this microphone. I want you to know that the stand we take and the position we hold, they go together and we ought to use everything we can to make an impact upon our society, to make an impact upon our world. Because if we make that impact, then we have the opportunity to win people to Christ. And we're not just trying to mold our society. That's some byproduct of who we are and what we do. The main thing is we do all we can to win people to Christ. Then we teach them the Word of God. And as we do that, you know what happens? Society is impacted. Changes are made. And all of these crazy things that are going on in our society are much less likely to happen once people are born again, once people get into the learning of the things of the Word of God. It is important that we make our influence count. Let me say just a word, too, about your family. Listen, don't let your family be taught and tutored by all kinds of weird, ungodly influences. You need to turn the TV off a lot. You need to shut the Internet down a lot. Be very selective about what you let get piped into your house, lest your sons and daughters wind up getting things piped into them that they really do not need at all. And dear friends, in all of this, let's not be afraid to be bold with our witness. Let's just stand up boldly. We can be loving at the same time that we're bold. We can be firm, but yet loving. And I want you to know that whenever we make our case, it ought to be done without fear, without hesitation. We ought to just simply say, this is what God has said. This is his word. We stand there. We believe that. We're going to make our case there. And I'm telling you, if we do that day to day, there is no question that many, many of these who have refused the Savior are going to listen more closely. You and I need to act like we believe something. And if we act like we believe, I mean, if we do believe it, Let's go ahead and let it be shown. Let our face show it. Let our actions show it. And be bold about our witness and our testimony. Well, I'll stop right here today, but I hope that you'll join me again tomorrow and we'll talk some more about some of the good things that the Lord would have us to deal with. In the meantime, get on the website at swordofthelord.com and check us out. You'll find a lot of interesting things there. And do write me a note. I'm always glad to hear from our listeners. So write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. And dear friends, until tomorrow, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day and goodbye for now.